0: Welcome to the Nopalera podcast, a place where I share the journey of building my company from the ground up, as well as the stories of others in our community. I am your host, Sandra Velasquez, founder of Nopalera, a culture-forward brand that celebrates and elevates culture. Aside from making great products, we are cultural storytellers with a mission to inspire our community to stand in their worth. In this podcast, you will hear a mix of solo and guest episodes around the entrepreneurial realities of building a company. I launched Paleta for my Brooklyn apartment with no outside funding while working three jobs, raising my child in the middle of the pandemic at the age of 44. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope it inspires you to live boldly. How much of your day do you feel consumed by your thoughts? And how often do you take your thoughts as facts? I know I have been guilty of allowing my thoughts to become feelings that then lead to actions that don't actually help me in what I'm trying to do in my life. Fortunately, people like today's guest, Anabel Quintanilla, are helping people be in the driver's seat of their lives by understanding their thoughts. Anabel Quintanilla is a transformational coach who teaches mujeres to evolve the chiona chingona, which means from crybaby to badass. It's a transformational coaching for your cabeza, cuerpo, corazón, and a powerful self-coaching tool for all chingonas who are ready to own their poder and live life aligned to their values. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Every time I speak to Annabel, I get so much actionable advice and tools that I actually have put into motion. I actually have post-it notes next to my desk where I work to really just remind me about the power of our thoughts and that we get to decide what those are. So anyway, without further ado, Annabel Quintanilla. Hi Annabelle, great to see you. Welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: I am fantastic, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me, Feliz and nuevo. I am so (laughs) glad to be here.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I first want to start off by thanking you because if you recall, we had an IG live together. This was, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember, many months ago, and you walked me through and all of our followers through an exercise, a thought work exercise. And Mm -hmm. I actually have it right here next to me because I bought a little mini whiteboard just for this, like, what is the feeling that I want to (laughs) have? And what is the thought that I need to have to get that feeling? And I love this exercise. It was so powerful. I I just want to thank you for that because it was such a gift. And on that note, I want to just dive right into your story and how you became this transformational coach that you are helping people. So can you just Tell me how you got here. How did you get to the moment where you decided I'm going to become a transformational coach? I'm going to help other people. Mm-hmm. What is the story that got you there?
1: Oh, my goodness, my story. Let me start by telling you that my trademark is finally registered. I am finally official as the chiyona a chingona. Congratulations. Sorry, said, Thank you. And you know, trademarking is such a big deal. You understand this. I feel like, ah. Oh, here I am. I'm official. I've arrived in the world. So, the Chiona chingona stands for from crybaby to badass for those who don't speak Spanish. And I was a total chillona. My entire life, I was able to cry on the drop of a hat, just like instantly, I would cry because I had so much bottled up inside me. I mean, my story is really, really long, but I think the one thing that says this is who I'm meant to be is the relationship that I'm in today. And I'm I'm in the best relationship. Marianne Williamson would probably classify the relationship that I have with my husband as a holy relationship, right? We have a lot of different relationships leading up to This the pinnacle. And it's not just a holy relationship with my husband. It's a holy relationship with myself. Like I finally know who I am. And I am Mm. so in love with myself that it allows me to be so in love with my husband. But that wasn't the case. We've been married. We got together. We moved in in 2013. I have known him since I was in second grade.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. I love those stories.
1: I do, too. So it's a full circle kind of story. And when I got with my husband, I kid you not, son, that I did everything in my power to ruin my relationship with him.
0: (laughs) The sabotage. Yes.
1: Yes. Because I didn't know how to have happiness in my Mm. life. Everything had been a struggle from my mother dying when I was 14 to having my first job at 14 and a half, having to pay rent at 15, having to feed myself, having to take care of my younger brother, my brother going off to prison. Like everything in my life had been a struggle and I Mm -hmm. knew how to do that. I knew how to fight my way through everything. I didn't know how to receive Mm. I did not know how to be happy just for the sake of being happy.
0: Mm. And
1: so my husband, I would pick fights with him and he would calmly tell me, I am not that guy. I'm not that (laughs) guy. I'm not going to go anywhere. And when I saw that I was in this pattern of sabotaging. And I wanted that makeup, right? I knew how to like fight, make up, make false promises. I'm never going to leave you. I promise. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's never going to happen again. And then it would happen again. I I knew how to do that. And here Mm. I was in this blissful state, not knowing what to do with myself and recognizing that I was teaching my daughters and really all of my children how to do this exact same thing. Mm. I knew what it was like to be miserable in a job and just push through.
0: Mm, and so I heard that. Yes, <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that.
1: Yeah, and then one day I came home from work. I was working at a funeral home at the time. I literally not digging graves, but just about everything else. And he, he saw me, and he says, "You don't look happy anymore." And my job was the only thing that I could say was mine because I didn't have to share it with anybody. It was my identity. Like I knew how to be a really good employee and work my way up the ladder. I had done that through human resources. I'd done that in sales. I had done that in every job I had. And here I wasn't happy anymore. And I was learning to be happy in my relationship at home because he wasn't gonna go anywhere and I was learning to be happy at work, but I couldn't. And I decided it was then that I said, I wanna teach people how to be happy. And in order for me to do that, I need to know what the steps are. So I enrolled in HCI, which is where I got my coaching certificate. And the growth was phenomenal. It was the first time that I invested my own time and energy into myself. Mm. It was when I allowed myself to truly start healing and letting go of the identity that I had created for myself around the struggle. Mm -hmm. and being okay with my mother being in heaven and being okay with the relationship that I had with my father, being okay with being loved, Mm -hmm. being okay with being encouraged and actually believing that I could do this for another woman. And then another and another and another. So in 2015, I said, I'm quitting my job. I had already finished my course and quitting my job and I'm going to start my own business. And you know, my husband is amazing. His whole thing throughout, it was just Tell me what it's going to cost. Tell me how I can support you. Tell me how I can be there. And my job was to learn to receive that. And, you know, there's the law of reciprocity that says, you know, in order for you to be able to give, you have to know how to receive. And I had been giving from an empty cup my entire life.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: here I was like, okay, okay. Pour into me, universe, what are all the things? And I really had to learn how to do that. But it was that if I had to pinpoint what mm. my breaking point was or what my breakthrough point was, it was that that I was finally in a position where I had all of the happiness in the world and I didn't know how to receive it. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm. That was the awakening for me.
0: So many powerful things there. And I want to ask you Your life before, the addicted to the struggle in our story, I think is something that a lot of people can relate to, whether they consciously know it or not. It's so easy to get addicted to our stories of struggle. This is who I've always been. This is how it's always going to be. This is where I come from. How does that tie into the culture aspect for you, right? Of being Latina, right? Because for me, I definitely have felt the weight of The culture, which is by default Catholic, which means Mm -hmm. by default, like shame, guilt, right? So when I got married and divorced, it was like shame, guilt, shame, guilt. Then I got married and divorced again. More shame, more guilt. But that's learned, right? And so can you talk to me about how your old story kind of ties into growing up Latina?
1: I saw my grandparents do it, right? Mi abuelita, her famous line, God bless my grandma, siempre decía, Mija, las mujeres tenemos que sufrir en silencio. Oh, my God. And so I grew up with that. And I grew up with wholeheartedly believing that it was my lot. Registe su cruz, mija. Todos, todas cargamos cruz. So it was like, okay, well, this is what I have to do. There was just no other way. I never saw my grandmother be happy. Mm. You know, the seniors in my life today, the elders, like my godparents and my aunts, my uncles, my biological mother passed away when I was 14. She was 33. And she had fought for happiness, but I didn't see her fight long enough because mm-hmm. she was taken. So I don't know what would have been. Maybe I would have seen yet another example of estas mm-hmm. I've made my bed. Now I have to lay in it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have seen that. Maybe I would have seen something different in my mother that would have been totally radical for our family and our culture as well. Mm-hmm. Pero con eso crecí. Mm-hmm. Las
0: mujeres sufrimos en silencio, mija. Oh, God, it's like a stake in the heart. It hurts to say it. Because don't you know that her grandmother told her that, right? Like she did not invent that. It was passed down, right? Those beliefs are passed down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just going to skip ahead here because I remember something that you said to me during our Instagram live many months ago that also really stuck with me, which was once you cross over to the other side of self-awareness, of happiness, you can instantly see the people in your life who have not. Mm -hmm. And it can create this divide, right? So, can you talk to me a little bit about that? You know, you've transformed your life. And so, what does that mean in terms of the relationships that you have with your family members from your old life, right? The people that you grew up with, your people, your community from your childhood, from your youth.
1: You know, it's interesting because my daughter just had a very big procedure. Um, mm. She did something huge for her father. He's never been the typical good father figure that we see in
0: movies, right? Mm-hmm. Where
1: daddy's little girl and daddy mm-hmm. does that. He's never been that guy. He's never been that guy. and And he deserves all the happiness in the world today. She did something really big. And that created such a divide in my family because... My, I would say probably about 95% of my family was very against this procedure. She donated a piece of her liver Mm. to save her father's life. Wow. And 95% of my family was anti this. No, 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 no. Why? And so because they thought, how dare he ask his daughter Mm. for this, right? How dare he put her in this position where now her life and her health is at stake how dare he? He's never done anything for her. He Mm. did this to himself. He doesn't deserve this. And Mm. and my whole thought is, who are we to decide what other people deserve or don't deserve, right? Who are we to decide what another living, breathing human being who also happens to be an adult yeah. decides what to do with her own body. Like, who are we right. to make these decisions? Yeah. So I saw a lot of things that honestly I was not prepared to see. Mm. And I felt a lot of emotions that I never expected to, to feel. Emotions like disappointment, mm-hmm. hurt, mm-hmm. abandonment. I had felt those and I had never felt them before. So I really had to take a good hard look at the rules and the expectations that I had set for loved ones, Mm. right? The people who we think should always be there for you through thick and thin, who should demonstrate unconditional love. Mm I mean, these are all things that we make up in our head. Mm -hmm. And so it has really allowed me to love people for the sake of loving them. Mm. Not because they have deserved it, mm-hmm. not because they earned something. it, mm-hmm. right? Not because they're behaving in a way that makes me happy. I get to love these people mm-hmm. because I do. Mm hmm. Period. And that journey started for me when I started doing all of the thought work on myself, even when I was very excited about starting my own business, right? And I have an amazing husband and who happens to have an amazing career, who happens to have amazing benefits. And I got to hear from the people in my life, Mija, you can't can't leave your job. That's security and and your benefits and Mm. social security. Yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I started to work on myself way back when in two thousand sixteen. I've been working on myself, and then this last year, really in December, it came back to, okay, here's yet another layer of things that you have to release, right? Mm-hmm. Another how's that saying go? New level, new devil. Yeah. And now I had mastered everything about my career and what I do for a living and my practice, I had some very clear boundaries put in place where I don't discuss business with my family. They don't need to know just because when I'm with them, I just want to be their sister, their cousin, their friend. Like I don't want to be that business owner, Mm -hmm. right? We can set another container aside for that. Mm -hmm. And here I was like being very vulnerable, Mm -hmm. needing family, mm-hmm. needing people to carry me mm-hmm. because I was going to carry my daughter Yeah, and I didn't have what I expected to
0: have. Mm. So I had to
1: learn to let go. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, the work that you do, it, it helps people on a personal level, but for anyone out there that is also an entrepreneur, I just feel like this work is so, it, it's like 360, you know, because if you are working on yourself, it affects all of your life, right? It's not like we just work on ourselves at home and then now we're good home and we're a different person at work. It all bleeds over, right? And so I feel because I see this a lot in early stage Latina business owners, entrepreneurs, that they hold on to their old story of what's possible. There's a ceiling, but they've put that ceiling there, right? And this thing of like struggle and I need to do everything myself and I need to work in the business forever until I die. Right. This is something that is like passed down to us. And I guess what were kind of your first breakthroughs of learning to let go of your old story? Like, do you remember specific exercises or specific just moments that helped you release? Because I think yeah. the release, I still work on this, right? I'm still trying to release stories I've been carrying on for 20 years. And I'm like, God, that's a long time to carry around a story you know? yeah, But you can't move forward unless you let it go, right? You can't like lug this shit from like 20 years ago with you, right? Because it just slows you down, right? And robs you of the present.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing. You can, right? So for me, it was learning to make a different choice. It was, okay, now I know that I can carry around this heaviness with me, I know that I'm physically capable of doing, and sometimes I'm going to need a rest and I'm going to get up and I'm going to carry the shit all over again. Right. I know that I can, my question became, do I want to, Mm -hmm. my question became, is that what I choose to do? Mm -hmm. I had never allowed myself to want, Mm. and I had always considered myself powerless and choiceless. So for However many decades it was, how old am I? I'm 46, right? I'm going to be 47 in March. So 36 years, I'd been doing this exact same thing. And finally, 10 years ago, when I discovered that we have choices Mm -hmm. and that we can choose to be somebody different and we can choose to live our life different, I realized, okay, well, now I know that I can do this because I've done it my entire life. Is this what I still want to do? And the answer became no. Mm -hmm. What do I choose to do instead? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to choose because I didn't know what my choices were. Right. So I had to learn to imagine life without the struggle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was really hard to visualize. Mm-hmm. And so I remember my first coach ever, Terry is his name, and we were at a retreat in Scottsdale. And I don't know what he asked me. And I went on a, a rant and he stopped and he put his big old hands on my shoulders and he says, honey, When did you stop dreaming? Mm. And I like had this total flashback where I was nine years old when I stopped dreaming. It was when my mom said, Mm siéntense. She told my brother and I, she's like, siéntense. Yo me voy a morir. Mm. I'm going to die. I have cancer, me va a llevar la chingada, Mm -hmm. así que ustedes se van a enseñar a cocinar, Mm -hmm. se van a enseñar a cuidar, se van a enseñar a limpiar la casa. Mm -hmm. And she's literally preparing us for being adults in charge of ourselves. I was nine, my brother was seven. Mm -hmm. And I remember that since then, it was no longer about what do I want. It was about what do I need to do to survive. Mm -hmm. And that was my life.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So much there (laughs) because, you know, the the choice, uh, I remember another thing, another gem that you said to me during our Instagram live was everything is just a situation. It is neither good nor bad. It's just a thing that happened and we get to decide how we're going to respond, how we're going to react, how we're going to feel. We get to choose the thoughts that we're going to have based off of this situation, right? And so I guess my question is, you've been doing this now, you've been practicing this, you know, for what, 10 years now right? Um, I'm also 46. So does it get easier to continue the practice? Or is it, you know, it's kind of, I think of it like exercise, right? Like I, if I go to the gym every day, I'm going to build muscle. And then if I stop, the muscle is just going to go away. And I have to take more time to build it back up. It doesn't just like pop back up because I decide to go back to the gym one day, right? So is it the same with thought work? Do you feel like every day is still ¿Te cuesta lo mismo, right? Like in terms of energy Mm -hmm. to choose the thoughts for the life that you want to have, or does it get easier?
1: Oh gosh, the answer is both because this is easy, this is hard, is a thought. Mm -hmm. So if, let's just take my daughter's example. Mm -hmm. The situation is that she was experiencing a lot of pain Mm post-surgery. A lot of physical pain. There was physical pain through her body Mm -hmm. and her thoughts were, This is very painful. This is very painful. And that thought, this is very painful. This is the most pain I've ever experienced in my life. This is very hard. Mm -hmm. Created this emotion of despair and helplessness, Mm -hmm. which caused her to panic. She would cry. She would do a lot of things, right? And then I say, okay, well, I hate to say this, but this is very painful is a thought that you're having. Is there another thought that serves you that doesn't create this panic in your body? Mm -hmm. The situation is, honey, you have physical pain. You just...
0: That's a fact. That's happening. It's happening.
1: Yeah, that's really happening. Mm -hmm. Is there something else? And she says, I can do this. This is part of the process. Mm -hmm. This is temporary. Mm -hmm. This will pass. Mm -hmm. My body is strong. My body is capable. Mm. And when she had that string of thoughts, she would create this emotion of calm and peace and determination. It was just the softer energy sometimes that Mm -hmm. this feeling of helplessness Mm -hmm. and despair that she was feeling. And when she was feeling calm, she would take breaths. She would use her cannabis. She'd use her oils. She Mm -hmm. would do some light stretch work. She wasn't doing any of that when she was tensed up like a ball because this is the most painful thing she's ever gone through. Yeah. So for me, when I'm dealing with whatever situation I'm faced with, you know, I didn't get the response that I expected from my family members. Mm -hmm. The client that I thought was gonna sign up has changed her mind, Mm -hmm. right? I thought I was on target to hit my goal and turns out I'm not gonna reach my goal, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever situation I'm faced with, I can have the thought that sounds like this is scary, this is going to set me back, Mm -hmm. this is gonna take me time to recover. I can have any thought or I can say to myself, I have the tools, I know what I'm supposed to do, I need to keep moving forward, I choose to keep moving forward, Mm -hmm. right? So when something feels heavy, it's only because we're having the thought that says this is heavy. Mm -hmm. But regardless of what's happening, Mm -hmm. right? We have a death in the family. Mm -hmm. We can say, this really hurts and I have the tools to help me deal with this day by day. Mm -hmm. Or we have a loss in the family and we say, This really hurts and I don't know if I'll ever be okay. Mm -hmm. And whatever that thought is, is going to create not just our emotion, but the energy that we're going to show up with from that point forward. Mm -hmm. How we're going to jump on a phone call with a client. I mean, I recall last August 24th, August 24th is my mother's anniversary of her passing. Mm -hmm. And I remember that prior to last year, August 24th was like, Russian roulette, like I didn't know, not Russian roulette, but roulette, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know where I was going to land. It was really something that I left up to chance. I thought I had zero control over it. Mm. And then last August 24th, I woke up and I remember saying, oh, it's August 24th. And something, probably my very powerful mind said, and Mm -hmm. it's August 24th. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's my mother's anniversary, And, Mm -hmm. oh, I can still choose the thoughts. Today is no different than yesterday or than tomorrow will be. I still can choose my thoughts. So I said, okay, today is August 24th. It has been traditionally a very sad day for me. Mm -hmm. And today I choose to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and I choose to still feel empowered and I still choose to be there for my clients. Mm -hmm. And I told every single client, just so you know, today is this very important day, and I'm using it to honor the chingona that my mother was, mm-hmm. the chingona that I am, and the chingona that you are. Mm-hmm. Let us have a very real and vulnerable coaching session. And that was what every single coaching session was for me that day. And it felt good mm. because I wasn't at the mercy of yeah. August 24th. Yeah, you were in the driver's seat. The mercy. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what thought work helps us do. It puts us, back in the driver's seat of our own life Mm -hmm. of our business Mm -hmm. of the relationships that we have with people including the relationship that we have with ourselves
0: yeah talk to me about what you had to let go or who do you had to let go of if anyone in order to continue to live in this space right because this is something i talk to other entrepreneurs about as you continue to grow and scale You need to be surrounded by other people who are doing the same thing. So that becomes your environment, right? We also choose our environment, right? We get to choose the people we spend time with, like what we were saying earlier, as you grow your own mind, it becomes apparent those who have not around you. And it becomes more challenging to be around those people who are still kind of stuck in their stories, right? Because it just becomes like a weight. So what have you had to let go of in order to be in this life that you're in now? Or you're driving, you're in the driver's seat yeah. and you're helping other people do the same. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna tell you that that letting go of people happened almost very organically. I became the version of myself that, I knew I always was, and I knew I wanted to be, right? I knew that deep down inside, you had said in our life that you were always a chingona, right? That ever since you can remember, you just, you knew, right? You knew you had a purpose. You knew you had a mission. You grew up into a very strong relationship. Your mother is a chingona all the way. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you talk about a powerful woman, right? I didn't know that. So I created this identity, this version of myself, call it whatever, you know, this mm-hmm. la Navel de antes, who was very needy. So I needed a lot of people. I had a lot of people in my life whose purpose was to help me be okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to help me cope.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: If I needed girls night because I got into a fight with my boyfriend or I got into a fight with my husband, I knew who to call. I knew they'd show up with a six pack of wine, Mm -hmm. right? Like I knew that they would. Everybody in my life had this purpose and their whole life was to love on me, but in a way that really disabled me, Mm -hmm. in a way that enabled Mm -hmm. me to stay small and to stay Chiyona. So as I grew... I called on these people less and less. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these relationships really just fizzled away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just happened organically. Others, I really had to create that boundary. I, I had one friend in particular who, come pandemic, you know, during the pandemic, we saw different sides of people. Yeah, We saw sides that were like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I did not know this about you. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I remember that she sent me this, very long text message because I confronted her about something that I, I disapproved Mm -hmm. and I don't care that you think wholeheartedly that this is your right. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't do that to other people, Mm -hmm. right? You don't belittle people at a grocery store because they're telling you to wear your mask. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. So, and that's what that was about. And she just ripped me a new one via text message. And I remember checking in with my energy and saying, I don't care Mm -hmm. if she's in my life or not. I don't like who I'm becoming when I'm around her. Mm -hmm. It's obviously it's time for me to move on. And the message back to her, I didn't even pick up the phone. I literally texted her back and said, this relationship has come to an end and it's okay. I wish you well. Mm -hmm. Sent. That's all I Mm said. And I never heard from her again. And it felt amazing. So some relationships, they just ended organically Mm -hmm. because I became this new version Mm -hmm. that, she didn't need them. This new version of Annabelle didn't need these people. Right. So that fell away. And then others, it was a really hard boundary that I had to set. Mm-hmm. And both of them felt really empowering, mm-hmm. right? I don't need to pretend to be somebody that I'm not because it hurts me. It just every single part of my body, mm-hmm. my bones, my skin hurt when I think about mm-hmm. doing that again, being that person.
0: Yeah. And I think that's challenging for some people to let go of, because I also think that going back to our culture, you know, we hear a lot about, don't forget where you came from, stay in where you came from, stay with the people, like friends forever, right? And, you know, in our culture, it's like anything, anything for family, you know, (laughs) and we're just taught this thing of stuckness, right? And I think it's challenging for a lot of specifically like Latinas who come up with that narrative, to like let go of the people they grew up with. Not that you have to, right? But if you have to, that it's okay, right? It's okay for you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to grow. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to exceed people that came before you. It's okay to out earn your parents. It's okay to have a happy marriage. It's okay, whatever, right? And so I see that, right, in our community as, and I'd love to hear from your perspective because your clients are also this community. So is there something that you see like a repetitive Stuckness
1: point, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, es eso. El que dirán. El que dirán que van a decir de mí, right? And so let me give you a little science, right? Because it's really easy for us who have done a lot of this work to see and say, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay, right? And sometimes it's as easy as giving ourselves permission and just to believe that it's okay, yeah. right? And it's not that easy in coaching mm-hmm. because in coaching, it's about, let me help you see why it's okay. So let's talk about things like the hierarchy of human needs, mm-hmm. right? There's the pyramid that covers our basic human world, well, our needs, right? We start with very basic needs. So one of the things that I love to do is, okay, well, what happens if, you know, and, and what if my comadre stops talking to me? Okay, yeah, what happens if your comadre start, you know, suddenly thinks that you're this bitch, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh, look at you. You got your own business and you're making six figures what and do you now you're a badass yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, let's have that conversation. What if mm-hmm. What if she says that you're a badass bitch? Uh, uh, what if she stops talking to you? Oh, she'll stop talking to me. Okay, what if she stops mm-hmm. talking to you? She's going to get other people to think that I'm a bitch. And Mm -hmm. what if other people think you're a bitch too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, let's unravel it. And so when we peel everything back and we realize that nothing truly bad will happen to us, because now we are in charge of our own human needs, right? At some point, we needed acceptance from other people. Mm -hmm. And now when we evolve, if you will, and we... Accept ourselves Mm -hmm. and because we know who we are. We've stepped into our power. We accept ourselves. And we're like, okay, well, that human need is taken care of. Check, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, okay, when we're little kids and we're, si no te portas bien, no te voy a llevar a, Mm -hmm. si no te portas bien, you're not going to eat your dinner. You're not. Like we're trying to secure our human needs that other people are providing for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so what? Mm -hmm. My dad is a total call him what you may, right? But he is an interesting man, my father. (laughs) My father is an interesting man. And I have a very unique and complex relationship with him. I can, because I'm not dependent on him Mm -hmm. to provide food and shelter and warmth for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not dependent on him to take me to school and back every day. Mm -hmm. Right? So when we start peeling back all of the layers, we realize that really, the reason why we are so afraid to give ourselves permission to believe that it's okay, that they don't like us, it's okay to let go of these people is because at a core, what we're trying to do is secure our human needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we see, holy shit, I'm in charge of my human needs now. Like I'm 46.
0: I I got this. Yeah, I
1: got this. Suddenly, oh, yeah, okay, I see why it's okay. Mm -hmm. I see it. So when we start to see some of that science Mm -hmm. and we start to understand how our conscious and unconscious mind works, and we realize that, oh, there's a reason why
0: we are so worried about el que Mm dirán. Because at
1: one point, once upon a time,
0: we were trying to secure these things from all these other people. Yeah, things. you don't want to end up homeless and hungry on the street because you're relying on your family for food and shelter, right? And love, exactly. of course. Yeah. I guess what is it about our human brain that it, – does it all stem from childhood, I guess? Does it really just stem there or is it an ongoing – we still need, you know, not external validation, but you need to be around people that see you for who you are. And so is it just about changing the people that you're around so that the feedback is kind of more in line with who you are now versus maybe those past people who would judge you or look down upon you or shame you because you want to grow and build a business or make money or whatever it is it starts with our
1: head Mm -hmm. it starts with our own mind Mm -hmm. right we are going to choose who we hang out with who we associate with Mm -hmm. based on the thoughts that we have in ourselves about ourselves Mm -hmm. i still have friends in my life in my very close life who their entire life is a quote-unquote disaster I'm a life coach, <laughs> right? I make a living. I create wealth in my life, helping other women yeah. become these total badass chingonas and create generational wealth for themselves. And my people that I love, their whole life is a disaster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, And yet I choose to love them just because I choose to love them. Right. So back to your question. We need to be very clear on who we are. And external validation feels really good, but we don't call it external validation anymore when we are who we
0: are. Mm-hmm
1: we call it synchronicity. Mm. We say, clearly I'm doing, this is another reminder that I'm on the right. Right, I'm in the right place with the
0: right people. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So it's no longer external validation. Mm -hmm. It's it's a compliment. And we say, thank you. I receive it. You know, when my, right. When I get referrals, I thank you. I receive it. Yeah. Somebody says, gosh, you know, you said something and I told so-and-so to listen to you and Mm -hmm. they need to work with you. Thank you. I receive it. I don't, call it external validation anymore because I'm not seeking that
0: mm-hmm.
1: outside of myself.
0: Yeah. No, I love that so repositioning. it starts with
1: the thoughts in our head. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, synchronicity is a great way to explain it. Do you work with people only one-on-one or do you do it in groups is my first question. And second part of that is how long does it take until someone can launch as their new selves or is it different for everybody? Like, is it a minimum of like, we need to work together for 12 weeks or we can do this in four or it depends on where you are mm-hmm. or Yeah. Tell me. Yeah.
1: I have a 12-week program that if you want to call it 12 steps, you can. Yeah. Right? It's 12 things that I love to touch on. Yeah. And we can do that over the course of 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Or we can do that over the course of six months. We could do that over the course of four months, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of women who get a little bit of all in as little as four weeks. So I love to work with private clients, like one-on-one setting. I love to do that. And this year... At the end of last year, I had decided I'm going to launch my group program Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year in January because I was fully booked. Yeah. I didn't have room for any more private clients. And I thought, I mean, I could drive myself nuts and squeeze in a couple more people, but then what's my energy going to be like? Yeah. I pour myself into this committed relationship with them. Yeah. So I started my group program and then I... Announced it and then I gave myself permission to take it back and turn it off Mm -hmm. because my November and December up until last night, I was in full blown mother mode. Mm -hmm. I was just giving to my family and mothering them Mm -hmm. that I decided the group can wait. Yeah. And I reached out to a couple of women who had signed up for the group and I said, your investment stands we will start it again in a few weeks i'll tell you when as soon as i check in with myself like i think that as entrepreneurs we commit to our framework yeah our goals. Like, this is what my framework says yeah right And this is what my goals are b- based on and we have to allow ourselves to step into a state of flow mm-hmm. so interestingly enough when i made that decision last week i had two clients reach out to me and say I need a one-on-one with you. Like, I need it now. Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: am I ready to Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay, great. Let's do it. So I had the intro consultations with them, if you will, mm-hmm. and they both signed up. So now I'm at capacity yeah. again. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so now I'm fully booked with all my private clients. Yeah. And yeah. I have some women who have already made the investment for the group coaching program that I'm going to launch So it depends on your own journey. There's a foundation that I think all women need to have it. Mm -hmm. All women need to have this understanding of how our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our energy and our actions and how our actions create our results. All women need to understand this. Yeah all women need to understand what a thought is versus an emotion, mm-hmm. right? Like when we say things like, I feel like this is going to be really challenging mm-hmm. and we hold on to that as if this is our truth. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that thing that you just said is really a thought. Yeah. You're thinking this is going to be very challenging. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Oh, is there a better thought? Yeah. And And that's very repetitive and it has to happen because at some point, it clicks. Mm-hmm. So for some women, it's the 12 sessions as easy as four months. Mm-hmm. Other women take the six months mm-hmm. and other women have managed to do it in a group setting mm-hmm. and they do just fine. Every woman's different. And that's what really matters Yeah, is that we know that we're all different.
0: hundred percent. I'm going to put how people can find you in the show notes. So everyone can go there to find Annabelle. If this is something that you need, which I think we all do. <laughs> Even though you're at capacity, so is there like a wait list that you have, you know, for people that want to sign up? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, there is. And they can always have the Elevate phone call. My programs are Elevate, which is the 90 minute phone call. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot Mm. that they can. I mean, I have a lot of women who are like, this has been the most helpful thing. I got it. Yeah, right. Just that 90 minute conversation. So Elevate. The group is Liberate. Because I'm going to give you all the tools and you're going to learn to coach yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the transformate de Chiyona Chingona, which is our private setting. So if you go to Chingonaliving.com, uh, you'll be able there's to... All the options are there. All the options are there. Okay. Yeah. And that 90-minute phone call alone can be very powerful.
0: I mean, I can only imagine because even the conversations that I've had with you have stayed with me, right? Like I remember our Instagram live so powerfully and i actually took action upon what i gained from our conversation just like i am today so i have no doubt that 90 minutes one-on-one can be transformative and can just it's just i have this conversation with myself i'm like my life is the best it's ever been so why do i still continue to have anxiety why do i still continue to have doubts or fears like when do i get to the point of life when i get to let that shit go oh i get i can decide when that can be now (laughs) Like there is no, there's no there there. It's not like, and when I blah, 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 right? Because we all know that that's bullshit. We all know that there is no, and when I get there, then I will be happy. And when this happens, then I will be blah, blah, blah. Because you will just replace the anxiety and the fear and the doubt with something else, right? It's really just... The sooner that people can do this work for themselves, the faster they can get to living a happy life, right? A fulfilled life, you know, where you feel like you are in control. So I want to mm-hmm. close this out because time is just flying by. I can talk to you forever um, with just some rapid fire oh. questions.
1: <laughs> just all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. So
0: number one, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received?
1: Well, the best piece of advice was somebody telling me, just receive it. Mm. And I, you can't even imagine how profound that was because I realized that I had not been receiving. Mm-hmm. And when we just start receiving, and so somebody pays you a compliment, and you say thank you, I receive that, right? And now I say thank you, I receive it. and I look up at like the universe, and I say, hey, this or better,
0: yeah, yeah, this or better, right? So just receive it. That's huge. I love that. What does success mean to you? Success
1: means that I live my life in accordance to my values, like in alignment with my values. I have two values, joy and freedom. Mm. And every decision that I make has to say yes to joy, yes to freedom. And when I am in flow and everything is, and I'm not talking like, I'm this happy person all the time and I never have sad experiences, but even in the sad, I can find joy in having the tools to deal with Mm -hmm. it. I can have, I can find joy in my strength. I can find peace and I can feel empowered. So when my life is in full alignment and I'm able to teach women how to align to their values, whatever their values is, that is what success means to Mm -hmm.
0: me. And what do you want to be remembered for?
1: Oh God, sometimes nobody's ever asked me that question, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Nobody's ever asked me that question. Not even my kids. The thing I want to be remembered for is the one woman who showed me what was possible for me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I want that for my kids, right? I want my kids to be able to say, my mother showed me what was possible in my life. I want my clients to tell me. I want my husband to say, my wife showed me how much love is possible for me. It's
0: mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful. Well, Annabelle, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your clarity in that wisdom which is why it's so powerful because we can get it. We understand it. So thank you for breaking it down. Thank you for doing the deep work that you do in helping women in our community to live better lives, more fulfilled lives, and step into their full chingonaness. because we should all be, right? We already all are. We just need to step into it further, right? So thank you so much.
1: Gracias a ti, Sandra. In realidad, you inspire me so much. Oh, you're and kind. You're thank you. are definitely an example of all that is possible for mujeres, chingonas or no, right? Pero lo que es posible para toda la mujer. I thank you so much for having me here and for doing that for me every single day, reminding me of what's possible. I receive that. <laughs> <laughs> this is better. This is better. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank
0: you. you. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. Remember to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening from. Spread the word so we can impact and grow the community. If you are an entrepreneur looking for more real talk and resources, you can join my entrepreneurial newsletter from my personal website, sandralilavelasquez.com. But also visit nopalera.co to pick up your favorite self-care items for yourself and your loved ones. Join the Nopalera mailing list to be the first to hear about new products, exclusive promos. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at nopalera.co. Stay resilient.